Jesus Church College. Join hosts Richard Tamburo and Molly Inman as they chat with other faculty and guests about church, the Bible, theology, and learning the way of Jesus here in Portland. Today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and different relationships we can have. Hey everyone, I'm Richard. I'm here with Molly. Hi everyone. The dynamic duo. <laughs> Actually, I'm wearing a Batman and Robin t-shirt, so that's very apropos for yes. a dynamic duo. I was looking at that. Yes. Are they all Batman? Not that no, anyone can see. Robins. There's some Robins in there as well. It's the good, uh, what's his name? The old wham, kapow version. Asking the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, disappoint Richard on a daily basis. What, what's the name of the actor? <laughs> that's going to bug me for ages now. But yes, old school dynamic duo are back. And at church, we have begun the book of Acts. And the Holy Spirit is like one of the big main characters mm-hmm. of the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. In, in many ways, like the book of Acts is like the gospel of this, you know, you've got four gospels about Jesus and his Mm -hmm. work inaugurating the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then you've got like a narrative about the spirit, you know, Mm -hmm. pushing the kingdom forward. So Mm -hmm. seemed like a very good time to talk about the spirit. And yeah, we're, we're going to sort of walk through the development, I guess, of disciples relationship with the spirit. Maybe that's a Mm. good way to, to talk about it. Quick aside. When do you start calling the disciples the apostles? Yeah. In the book of Acts? Well, the refer- the term changed. The church obviously started using a different term mm-hmm. to distinguish between like the originating 12 disciples yep. and the disciples, the other rest of the disciples. Yep. But I mean, technically they were sent as like, these emissaries mm-hmm. in the gospels so they yep. did some apostling yep. in like in pairs and things like mm-hmm. that because background the greek word from for apostles is apostolos which means sent one so well, kind of sent it's sent but it's like it's sent on a mission yes yes i'm just saying yeah. gr- gr- that's just when you flip over your vocabulary is a good english translation of it actually mm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's your your sent with a sort of empowered responsibility. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But the Book of Acts uses the word witnesses mm-hmm. as well. So. Hence our yeah. empowered witnesses. Uh, uh, title. Title for the title series. For yeah. the series. <coughs> I feel very croaky. It's not COVID. I promise. <laughs> um. So, um, and I was provoked a little bit this week to think about this because there was a study which I've looked at the numbers. I mentioned this to you earlier in the week, but um, it's out of a Christian university in Arizona. Um, so it's not like a, I don't know. Comprehensive study yes. of all. don't know how big the sample yeah. size was thing. I haven't read all of it. But of the respondents they had, oh, here it is. They had 2,000 respondents, which is a pretty good sample size for the US if it's spread far and wide. They had... Um, 62% of their respondents self-identified as born-again Christians. So that's a high number. Mm -hmm. Of those 61%, um, 
62% said that the Holy Spirit isn't real and living, but it's just a symbol of God's power or presence or purity. Interesting. So of those that self-identify as born-again Christians. Two-thirds. Like a good, good whack of people. Yeah. So I just thought that was really interesting. (coughs) You know, it made me think, okay, so we're going to mention the Holy Spirit and talk about the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But one of the interesting things about the book of Acts is it's like the Holy Spirit's on the move, but you don't really... It's not like there's three chapters that are like, oh, yeah, and by the way, here's the Holy Spirit, here's who he is, here's what he does. Mm. That sort of information is interspersed. Yeah. And a lot, uh, there's a big whack of it in John's Gospel, but interspersed Mm -hmm. throughout the rest of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just thought it would be really easy to read Acts and, I don't know, maybe miss that there's this... uh, other agent in the world doing things Mm -hmm. that it's not just shorthand for god it's not just another term for god or god's power Mm -hmm. or when god does something or you know because we kind of i mean we use the word um i'm trying to think of an example we would use Oh, we've mentioned Batman. I can't think what this would look like, but like, ah, oh, Molly, the spirit of Batman's upon you. I don't know what you would be doing at this point. Yeah. Beating up ne'er-do-wells um, or something. Sure. <laughs> like, yes. but, you know, or, or um, you know, uh, someone's, you know, singing a song. Like, ah, oh, the spirit of Presley was on you. Mm. Or, you know, so mm-hmm. we kind of use the word to mean, um oh, you were naturally doing a thing that reminded me of some other icon, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're not talking about that sort of relationship. It's not that someone is, I don't know, mirroring or, I don't know, exampling something that's like God. Mm. But when the Spirit's showing up doing something, it's like God himself is actually showing up and doing something. So... Yeah, I, and so that study I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, I wonder how much the way we just talk in English, mm. a, a, using the word spirit, mm-hmm. means that you might read the book of Acts and yeah, miss what's going on. Yeah, and I think too there's been, from like maybe taking a look at church history, there's been, since the Reformation, a bit of an emphasis when we talk about mm, maybe what's been prioritized uh, is Father, Son, and Holy Bible. And yeah. in reality, the, the Trinity is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We we can trace that not only in Scripture, but the doctrinally established in the first century as a Trinitarian God. Creeds were written about it, et cetera, et cetera. So Although even those creeds, to be fair... Only like mentions briefly. The and in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's like a paragraph on the Father, yep. a paragraph on the Son, yep. and then, and we believe in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But there's good reason. It's not because they weren't sure about the Holy Spirit. It was just that having solved the problem of this, the divine status of Jesus... Which was the biggest conversation yeah, at the time. Because Jesus had walked around in front of them and mm-hmm. made them go, ah, oh, hang on, that's, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. There, the yep. Spirit just... And there fell into place. Yes, absolutely. And when you think about the first century, the Holy Spirit was um, on the move, empowering other people 
quite frequently. So there may have not even needed that. That might have been something that wasn't a need to clarify because people were more used to it. Whereas the humanity and deity of Jesus and how that combination works out was something that was a little more puzzling to people yeah. post ascension, especially in that Greek world, mm-hmm. like Greek thinking yes. world. Yes. Yeah. Um, all that to say, but that's a podcast for another day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Before we get fourteen down a podcasts trail there. But all that to say, I think there's a bit of a discouragement in me when I hear that statistic of two thirds of that group of people are maybe even deficient in their understanding of who God is, because to not mm-hmm. understand who the Holy Spirit is is to not understand who God is, or yeah. to miss out on not just theologically, but the shape of how our life is to look on earth to not know who the Holy Spirit is, is to miss out on what God has called us to and who God has called us to live in yeah. relationship, authority, etc. with. Yeah. And particularly, I don't know if the spirit's real and tangibly doing things, there's a sort of metaphysics of, you know, if things are going to change with Richard, if he's going to overcome a sin, experience mm. forgiveness, uh, you know, just different things. The stuff that I I, I know God there's does. this resource mm-hmm. for me to do that. Mm-hmm. But if I read my Bible without that reality, I just wonder how many verses are going to be like, oh man, pressure's on. That's another thing I need to do. Yes. Or something as well, yep. right? Yep. Which incidentally, I think we'll get round to talking about when we talk about power because, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's some popular songs, mm-hmm. like the same power that... Raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah, but there's some choruses Listen. that are really popular at the moment on those verses. That's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. But let's start at the beginning. Okay. Although maybe not the beginning, but... Like Genesis beginning or Acts no. 1 beginning? Let's let's Here's the image. Let's start with like the outside of the circle. So the, the, if the middle of the circle is like as tight as you can be with the spirit, let's go for like the outside of the circle... Okay. Right. And so like John 16, Jesus is talking about the spirit. And if you ever want to just like, oh, this is like, I'm really excited about the spirit. Read John 14, 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. and just like reread it and reread it and His pray. And upper room like teachings on the so spirit. much Jesus says there. Mm-hmm. But here's one of the things he says. He says, when the spirit comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who needs convicting? You know, that's like the 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 image that comes to mind is people who are not like they're not disciples, they're not trying to follow God. Mm. You know, this is like people like Romans one would describe as like clueless in sin. Mm. Although it wouldn't describe it that way because it doesn't use that word, but <laughs> there's a kind of paraphrase. Yeah. Um and so even um uh, when people are like still in love with sin and have no idea about the difference between right and wrong. They don't know what what righteous is. And they don't know about the consequences. Um, you know, maybe we, righteousness is a bit more like what's good and what's bad. And mm-hmm. the judgment part is like the rightness and what, like there's ramifications for mm-hmm. good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, even when people are clueless, like the spirit interacts with those people. Mm-hmm. And that's part of his job. So the, that's the sort of, I don't know, it's a profound worldview shift because we might look outside of the world and kind of mentally carve up our neighborhood as like, oh yeah, the spirit's here and I know he's over there in that house, Hmm. but like he's not, he's definitely not in that house. Like they're really weird. They annoy us. 
he's not you know but actually the spirits in the world doing his job are like doing this work everywhere all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. and so you know it's a I guess it sets the table for an expectation. Mm-hmm. Whoever we talk to, wherever we go, whatever's going on, like mm-hmm. I, the spirit is like, if God, if we're lost and we need finding, and God's the one doing the seeking, coming, initiating, finding mm-hmm. us, the spirit is in the world, actually boots on the ground, yeah. initiating that work. Mm-hmm. Like all over the place all yeah. the time, yeah. so I so I love that. Um, so so that's like the outside of the circle is like mm-hmm. if you want to think as far as you can get from God, like relationally sure. Sure. in terms of like following Him or mm-hmm. rebelling against Him or things like that. Yep, the Spirit shows up. Yep. Um, so then, like, move in a bit mm-hmm. to those who God's like knock on the door of their heart, mm-hmm. trying to get their attention, like those He's calling. And John 14, Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you, and he will, future tense, be in you. So actually, we get two out of this verse. Yep. We get the, like, oh, the Spirit. You can know the Spirit because he's with you. Mm-hmm. But there's another relationship where the Spirit can be in you. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to get that's That feels like that's further in the circle. Yep. So we'll do that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I like I like this with you. Yeah. You know, that, you know, he's, he's bringing truth, which is one of the distinctives of the Spirit, like mm-hmm. his role in the Trinity. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what's... When God like rolls up his sleeves, like what's the spirit rolling yep. up his sleeves to do? Like bringing truth, revealing truth it's and, is huge. And teaches like in John, t- in John 14, 26, he says he will teach you all yep. things and bring you to remembrance of all that I've said to you. So not only, yeah, not only um, like revealing truth, but also our, our, our teacher. Yeah. In, re- in remembering what that truth is. Yeah, I love that. Because like one reveal could be like, oh, there's a painting on the wall and it's covered up and the cloth gets pulled mm. down and you go, aha. But then the spirit's job is not just to go, aha, but to be like, do you, do you know what it's a picture right. of? Do you understand right. what it's trying to represent? Yep. You know? Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, so I love that. Like the spirit's job is to get the truth into us, engaging us. And I like to use the phrase like the part of the spirit's job is to help us know how to react to truth mm-hmm. as well yeah absolutely. um we've got this sort of enlightenment hangover in our culture where we kind of presume like if we can write the truth down mm. job done right that uh, we automatically understand yeah what it means mm-hmm. yeah and and then are in accordance with the truth mm. but it's interesting to me because you know we talk as christians sometimes uh, especially, I mean, we might talk to our kids it's like, "Yeah, Jesus lives in your heart." Or you know, well, mm-hmm. we use these simple phrases to identify, like, you know, are you in God's family or not? By like, is th- is the Spirit in yes. you? Yeah, and w- which we'll get to, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But here, you've got people who have followed Jesus for three and a bit years, and they know the Spirit, and the Spirit is at work, revealing truth, like teaching them. But he's not in them yet. Mm. He's just with them. Mm-hmm. 
So even like, and, and of course the cross, the resurrection, the paradigm shift that the cross brings about is a part of this storyline. But you've got people, yeah, they just, they're not what we would call born again Christians maybe right. yet or right. something like that, right? right. Um, and yet, like they can actually know this is like relational language. Mm. Like you can recognize the spirit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and I think that's really exciting. Yeah. And this is a promise that, I mean, the Old Testament reveals to us as well that I think is being anticipated in the life of the disciples. And, you know, they would have known their Old Testament scripture. Ezekiel 36 and Jeremiah 31 speaks of this mm -hmm. new covenant where like the heart of stone will be turned into a heart of flesh and there's going to be an, an intimacy with God and his presence that is different to what you, you're used to experiencing. You're used to experiencing God's presence dwelling in a temple and tabernacle in specific like locational places outside of the heart of the people. Yeah. And there's an anticipation of, and in the new covenant, he's going to be in you. And yeah. so there's even this excitement around Th this this witness this in intimacy this indwelling nature um that the the people of god were expecting and ready for based on and maybe not in full scope that's where, where the spirit comes in to help reveal truth yeah. and, and teach and that kind of thing but there is an anticipation of the relationship with god going to change in the new covenant yeah yeah um, by the spirit and that locational sense of the spirit that god's people had grown accustomed to because of how God had interacted with mm -hmm. them. You know, yeah, if you want to like go find God, go to the temple. That's where he yep. lives. Yep. That's where he can be Dwells, found. Yes. Right. Uh -huh. um, and, but also knowing you can have these like Ichabod moments. Mm -hmm. So that's like the story of when God's like, you guys are being jerks. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. he, he has to withdraw, mm -hmm. you know, so that the spirit can be can be found, but sometimes the spirit can't be found. Mm. And here we've got some people. This is like before being born again, but he and the like. Actually, that it says dwells with you mm -hmm. is a really like mm -hmm. key. Mm -hmm. Like we we could pull the hyperlinks from the Bible into the foreground here by saying like he tabernacles with you. Yep. And I think what's fascinating is we often see the Old Testament pattern was the spirit would come upon someone. And then in John 1, we see maybe for the first time there's an there's a tabernacling, there's a dwelling mm -hmm. in the person of Jesus and he's establishing a new humanity. And so, you know, for a time it's it's just Jesus. Yeah. But as Jesus teaches with his disciples in this upper room in John 14, 15, 16, 17, he's, he's starting to talk about how this new humanity is not just preserved and reserved for him, but is actually going to change this new humanity. God wants to do this for his people as well, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah. So it's kind of a, I don't know, a, a good reminder. It's like sometimes, especially in American Christianity uh, and evangelical Christianity, in particular, we can have a like a black and white way of seeing the world. Mm -hmm. Like there's people inside the church, Christians in Jesus, they've got the spirit, you know. And then 
I don't know, maybe some of that black and whiteness is driven by the cultural desire to have strong contrasts. Mm -hmm. Like we, mm -hmm. we like to motivate through that. We like to teach through that. So then, like, it's almost like everyone else is Ichabod. So like, if you want to talk to your neighbor, you know, the presumption is, you know, you are the, you are the re rebel, you are godless and God is not with you. But, you know, there's a way in. Mm -hmm. But actually, this is a picture of like, you might go talk to your neighbor and God might be with them. He might not be in them yet, but they might actually like be getting to know God. Yeah, interacting with. Yeah. And I just think it's so powerful to realize as we as witnesses that Jesus is alive and what Jesus is, has done have more pieces of the story to help people understand mm. who they are in God's story. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, sometimes you might go up to someone and be like, dude, I think you're just totally godless. I mean, that's kind of harsh. Yes. <laughs> you might have to. But I actually love being able to be on the lookout for saying to someone, I think God's like at work. Mm -hmm. Like, I think God's doing stuff in your life. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, to be able to affirm and recognize like a good thing God's doing is a really powerful like entry point for mm -hmm. the conversation with people. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, God was doing this with the disciples. Um, I just think how encouraging that would have been, mm -hmm. you know, the disciples of, I mean, they've had their ups and downs you know, towards the end of Jesus's ministry, they've had some asking the wrong questions, having to be told off moments, mm -hmm. the you're going to deny me moment, mm -hmm. the, you know, the you're all going to scatter moment. Like, mm -hmm. it's not happy rosy time. Mm -hmm. um, and in the midst of that, to be told, like, you know the spirit, he's with you and you know him. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. that's profoundly encouraging for yeah. them, especially with what they're going to face next after Jesus goes to the cross mm -hmm. so the spirit can be with mm -hmm. but the other part of this is can be in mm -hmm. and so uh whew, maybe like back to john 16 is a good verse here well actually you you mentioned ezekiel so mm -hmm. I, i've got that here so i'm going to read okay. that because that's a verse i already have written down so um this is a one of the prophecies in the Old Testament talking about a new kind of relationship, a new way of interacting with God that's going to come. So I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So that's that's Ezekiel, um, and, th and then here's John sixteen. So the the truth bit comes in mm -hmm. the foreground and the teaching, mm -hmm. which is interesting to relate to the cause you to walk in mm -hmm. part of Ezekiel. So when the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and will declare to you things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Mm. So there's, there's just this kind of um, 
I don't know, I kind of picture like God the Father with the good gifts, the answers to prayer that, you know, mm-hmm. he's got like armfuls of good stuff. And then here are the humans in need of it. Mm-hmm. And the spirits like grab, give, grab, mm-hmm. give, grab, mm-hmm. you know, just like mm-hmm. doing this work of, because we talk about a mediator and we always maybe because of how we use that word, we picture like a courtroom. Sure. Instead of like a warehouse, like the the spirits, like the Amazon truck, like he gets it from the warehouse mm. to our doorstep, mm. you know, to us. Mm-hmm. That's another sort of sense of what the spirit is doing. Mm. Um, yeah, he'll take what is mine. It and just interesting the. I mean, this comes up a lot of times, especially in John. Like the father gives to Jesus, and you know, there's this fullness of what's going on there. Like the father doesn't withhold anything. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus says, hey, I'm going to interact with you in a way that you get the same scope of giving Mm -hmm. from the father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this this be in you, um, more verses to throw out. Um, I could, I'm just thinking we mentioned born again. So Nicodemus earlier in the gospels, John John three. So Nicodemus, really cool character. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's one of those people who'd be like, oh, I think the spirit's with him. Like something's going on. Like the penny is dropping, Mm -hmm. even if it is through syrup. Like (laughs) knocking, knocking, knocking. Yeah. But Jesus challenges him um because he's he's like he's still trying to relate to god the old way Mm. and so um jesus lays this challenge out and says to nicodemus truly i say to you unless one is born again he can't see the kingdom of god now anyone said that to any of us we remove ourselves from christian language for a while and we'd be like uh that's crazy talk. Yeah. So Nicodemus is like, uh, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? More sassy. Oh, thanks for the visual Nicodemus. Like, that's <laughs> horrific. But it is like, yeah, that's just crazy. And then Jesus says, truly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Mm. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Mm. And so there's like, well, uh, layers to this, man. There's the breaking of water when a baby is born. Mm. When the flesh, like the physical embodiment of a human arrives. Mm -hmm. But that human is defective. Like spiritually defective, Mm -hmm. right? And so for the embodiment of like God's full design mm-hmm. of like a spiritually alive, awakened, joined to their God, human to be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That water's not enough. Mm-hmm. There has to be like the, a work of the spirit mm-hmm. to give birth to mm-hmm. the to something that's lacking yes. in a baby. Spiritual life. Yeah, that's spiritual life. And I think the theme of water as representative of the holy spirit is a theme that we can trace all throughout scripture um and that's another podcast for another time but 
you know, you can trace it. There's themes in Genesis. You get themes in Ezekiel with the temple. And it's always representing the life and, and reality of the Holy Spirit when he, you know, comes upon you in you with you you know all the prepositions he brings life and water is often a representation of that so you know john is is writing in such a way that is evoking a theme that's been established in scripture as he talks with nicodemus nicodemus will even though he's being sassy know what what jesus is talking about when he says the water because this water has been representative of the spirit of god might be more traditional language he's used to the spirit of god you know all throughout the old testament and nicodemus is a teacher of the law he's he's he knows some stuff he's not just and that's why i mean there's even some significance he comes to jesus at night you know maybe where people don't see him as much there's a curiosity Mm -hmm. in him but there's not a a willingness to be open about it in daylight he comes to him at night and is asking these questions and because he knows he knows his stuff but feels the spirit of god maybe moving him uh to, to more truth, to, to life, et cetera. So I just think it's a, it is a cool story yeah. to tap on. Um, yeah, it, I'm thinking of like crossing the Red Sea and crossing the Jordan as well. Yeah. Like the, that water, mm-hmm. like when God powerfully does something to like replant or reestablish like a new thing, mm-hmm. you know, like the nation is getting recreated as it crosses the Red Sea, mm-hmm. it's getting recreated again mm-hmm. when it crosses the Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other, I guess, uh, like, thing that might jog your mind is like water, and you're like, oh, what about baptism? Mm-hmm. Like water baptism mm-hmm. as well. And so, because um, that is that is being alluded to here. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And especially because Jesus is ministering at a time that John the Baptist and his disciples had a are ministry of baptism. Right? So they had a ministry of baptism, which was a like a, a move so that uh, going through water was like a movement into something new mm-hmm. to leave the old behind and mm-hmm. move into something new. And was a like a something that needed to be prophetically fulfilled in John the Baptist's or John the Baptizer's ministry. From, yeah. from Zechariah, it's, there's an anticipation that, that G- this is how John the Baptist is preparing the way. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and, and so that's, you know, interesting. Jesus is, um, there's a sort of allusion here to something that actually, I think all the Gospels make clear. Yes, I think they do. Um, of contrasting Jesus's ministry with John's. Mm-hmm. You know, that John would baptize with water, mm-hmm. but Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so there's a sort of interesting, you know, this in relationship of the Holy Spirit, like coming, dwelling, tabernacling, actually in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this like baptism, like I like Jesus will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I mean, it crops up Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I think beginning of the Book of Acts as well. Mm. But the only other, but it doesn't explain what it is, and that's an interesting thing to me because lots of Christians um, will talk about being baptized by the Spirit in a sort of like, oh yeah, that's when the Holy Spirit like comes upon you to do special things or stuff like that. Yes. But actually, the only other time the phrase crops up is in First Corinthians twelve. And I might just read this, actually. 
it it's in a passage that talks about um like christian identity and like uh, the unity of identity and experience we all have because we've entered the same relationship with god <laughs> through the same baptism mm. um so it says for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body though many are still one body mm. so it is with christ for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body jews greeks mm. slaves free we were all made to drink of one spirit so mm. it's interesting the baptism of the spirit the other water image that's used is drinking the spirit mm. so like the spirit coming into you um and, and so actually like baptism in the spirit is is pointing to christian beginnings like when did you become a new human? Yeah. When did Jesus rebirth you mm -hmm. into humanity? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the spirit coming into you doing that work. And so asking if you're baptized in the spirit is tantamount to asking, have you begun life with Jesus? Yes. Yes. Right. Well, so, I think, which I think is a helpful clarifier. For yeah. A good clarifier. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so we're going through our circle. You have the spirit with you. Mm -hmm. Spirit comes into you. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also language of being filled with the spirit. Mm. So then it's like, okay, so the spirit's in me. And the language was like, uh, I mean, this is cropped up in the verses, like we'll be with you forever, you know? So it's a promise. Yeah. The, uh, and even like, um, which verses it talks about the Holy spirit coming and like being a guarantee Mm. of our future like the uh, kind of like a first fruits um guarantee of our salvation yeah uh yes it's on uh, the tip of my that's gonna bug me now bible tongue <laughs> <laughs> let's see uh, quick google i know what, now it's a race who can get to it first he's gonna google i'm gonna look through my notes see if <laughs> uh I feel like it we would are. be in the Second Corinthians five five. <sighs> you win. Boom. Well done. Um Yeah. Uh well it's talking about God's work of remaking us. Mm. Um and that recreation. Actually using the image of building a house, which is really cool. Mm. Like our earthly home is destroyed, but we have a building from God, not made with hands. Mm -hmm. But it's um God who's prepared us uh, sorry. The one who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. Mm. So that new humanness, that new relationship, that new way of being is like by putting the spirit in us, God, like he creates that reality in our heart. Mm. But, and this is something we're going to have to talk about on the later podcast, that reality is not the only reality in our heart. In our, mm -hmm. in our life mm -hmm. so it's like that it is real it is in us but it's almost like um i don't know like a metaphor this is a weird metaphor but um would be like uh if you had two programs like lines and lines of code and like one program was for just being a sinful human mm. and what the spirit does is he comes and like inserts new lines of code mm. that can actually that it creates the reality right, yeah. and possibility of being different. Yeah. But now the work to be done is to like eradicate the code 
mm. of sin that mm. n- now needs like stripping out of the program mm-hmm. or something like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's so it's an interesting one. Like the Holy Spirit comes in, mm-hmm. and then He's like, "I've set up camp. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to tabernacle here. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, that forever word is a very big word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, how much of that reality of oh yes i'm living like a new human Mm -hmm. thinking like a new human relating to god like a new human Mm -hmm. which is something that only happens when the spirit's involved that can be a more than or less than Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. and so that's why we can have you know verses like work out your salvation yes you know things so we'll talk about that another time so spirits in you Mm -hmm. is there and, and it's not the amount of the spirit in you is more or less. Like, because mm-hmm. the no, spirit yeah. is not a substance. So it's not like, oh man, Molly's so spiritual. She got like six scoops, but I only got three. Yeah. You know? Well, like that's the, true, but only spirit's for us. a person. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a, yeah. And you can't carve up a person. Yeah, and that's have... it. You can't carve up a person, but you can. And this is why thinking about relationship is so key when you're mm-hmm. thinking about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like asking if the spirits in you is asking about a quality of relationship you have, mm-hmm. you know, um, and relationships develop. Yeah, and I think that is also a helpful distinction. Definitely. Of, of I think sometimes people jump to that conclusion of oh, you know, Richard has this percentage, and you know, Joe has this percentage, because sometimes people see, you know, someone being led by the Spirit in such a way, or being empowered by the Spirit in such a way that God works and moves in them. And they start to have to quantify that by saying, Mm -hmm. oh, they have more of the Spirit than I do. When in reality, they have, uh, you know, from, from, from our perspective, have cultivated, fostered a relationship with the Spirit Mm -hmm. that he knows, he knows what it looks like to live in step with the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit. There's, there's a practice to, not practice as in the goal is perfection, but practice as in there's a lifestyle that can be lived and led as you develop your relationship mm-hmm. with the spirit that I, I think is really what is at work when someone sees maybe someone's life being empowered by the spirit of God is, oh no, they're cultivating a relationship yeah. with the spirit and that's, yeah, and that's being developed. Um, it could be helpful. I have a list here of things that, you know, the works of God done alone, but like by just the Holy spirit. So, cause I know we're going to be launching into the stuff the spirit does. Like when we're empowered by the spirit of God or by the Holy spirit, these are some of the stuff the spirit let's, does. Let's talk us. about empowered. Okay. And then the list is a teaser of like all the rest of the things we need to talk sure. about. But I think it would be helpful yeah. to establish what he does, what maybe is reserved just for the Holy spirit. Like yeah. creation and sanctification, those types of things, because that, that can help be a helpful delineation mm-hmm. between what he he's going to do in and through us and what he does alone. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So I I thought you were thinking like, what does the Spirit do, and then this other thing that's like on Jesus's to do list, and that one's yes, on the Father's no, no, to do no. list. Just things like, but uh, his you role mean in like creation, things the Spirit does, and then things the Spirit does, but does in partnership with human agency yes yes Yes. Yes. gotcha gotcha uh so the works of god done by the holy spirit alone first is creation we see in genesis 1 2 god created the heavens and the earth and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters and so that was something that god 
by his spirit did independent of humanity. Um, another distinction quickly is, uh, the, the regeneration or the born again process that is done by the spirit of God. John three, the story in Nicodemus, unless one is born of water. That's the Frankenstein's monster moment of like Mm -hmm. going from dead to alive. That's work. That's the work of the spirit alone, which Christians sometimes use the word regeneration. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Good term. Um, and then another fancy word that, uh, I, I prefer a different one, but sanctification is another kind of fancy word used to describe, um, transformation into the likeness of Christ. Um, that's, that's a work of the Holy spirit. Uh, first Peter one, two says, um, according to the foreknowledge of God in the sanctification of the spirit for the, for obedience to Christ and for the sprinkling of his blood. So talking about how sanctification is done by the spirit of God, um, and conviction of sin is the last one just briefly to mention in John 16, he says he will convict the world concerning sin and yeah. righteousness, just like Richard Which I said. Which think we had at the start, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Full, yep, circle. full circle. There we go. That's cool. Those are the four wor- things worthy of mentioning that this is what the Holy Spirit does independent of humanity. Yeah. And then the teaser can be the exciting, this is what the Holy Spirit likes to empower us to yeah. do in the, in the life of life of peace people on earth. So I've got a verse I can't help but want to read now. It's come in my head, which is that kind of like the spirit's in you and he's a person, Mm -hmm. but like our experience of relating to the spirit can be more than or less than, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, So listen to this Ephesians beginning of Ephesians. It's one of Paul's prayers for the Ephesian church. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know him better. Mm-hmm. And he goes on, beautiful prayer, you should mm-hmm. read. But it's, I mean, two interesting things. One is like um, the father, like commissioning, sending, like mobilizing the spirit to reveal more, shape us more, to know him. It goes on like to open the eyes of our heart, to enlighten us. Um, and actually all of that work you know, uh, it gets to about verse 20, like the power that does that work is the same mighty strength God exerted when he raised Jesus from the dead. Mm. So the power that overcame death, like that, the spirit did that. Mm-hmm. The sp- like God used the spirit to raise Jesus's body from the dead. That power lives in us, but that power can be more or less mobilized. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's something interesting to unpack in that. Mm-hmm. The other, I said two things. The other interesting thing is apparently our prayers can affect that. Mm. There it is. Yep. Like, boom. Okay. Yep. There's something to pray for. But we'll, I think that would be a good podcast to talk about. Like, if I feel like I don't have much of the spirit, what's the deal? Yeah. And maybe next week or sometime soon, we'll do that. But the other, I guess, uh, like, going in our circle like further into the middle now mm-hmm. and and this will be something I, again i think we're going to have to unpack but is this like being filled with the spirit language or the spirit being coming upon um so an example would be like jesus who uh the beginning of his ministry goes into the wilderness you know mm-hmm. satan comes to sort of see if he can i don't know Pull the, pull the brokenness out of mm. Jesus's sinful flesh. You mm-hmm. know, even though Jesus hasn't sinned, he's got like 
our version of flesh, empowered by the spirit. Mm -hmm. But that testing of this new humanity of like, okay, well, the human humanness is weak, but with the spirit in it, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that can work. And Mm -hmm. Satan comes to be like, hey, it's not going to work, but Mm -hmm. it does. Mm -hmm. And so vindicated. um, And that's interesting. Jesus returned full of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, Sorry, no, I've got this wrong way around. Full and then power. Jesus at his baptism Full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit. Goes into the desert. Was led into the wilderness. But then after that testing, and it says returned in the power mm. of the Spirit. So so there is, it's interesting, this kind of like fullness and empowerment, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning of the book of Acts, because mm-hmm. you've got Jesus, you know, wait. You've got to wait. Like, don't go do the mission. I've prepared you for the mission. We've talked about it for years, but don't do it Mm -hmm. until the Holy Spirit comes because then you'll receive power. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's this other, 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 like, extra little thing Mm. here of, like, the Spirit can be mobilized in a way that actually the sorts of things that we, only identify as like oh that's god's power like mm-hmm. can happen mm-hmm. by the spirit mm-hmm. but can happen by the spirit working through human and that's that distinction mm-hmm. you, of your list right so like performing a miracle mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. the interesting thing is the spirit can come upon and do powerful things even with people who are complete jerks in rebellion mm-hmm. against god mm-hmm. classic example is king saul yes you know I mean, he's yeah. trying to he's trying to kill God's anointed, uh-huh. and God stops him by the Spirit coming upon him and causing him to prophesy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this yeah. power one's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think for us that's an interesting quirk, but we don't need to worry about like oh maybe the way to like see God empower me is to go be like King Saul because yeah, please don't hear us of, say that. <laughs> there's plenty of other better <laughs> examples. Um, but yeah, that's that's like. like it's an interesting one in terms of the inner circle. It's it's like being that power of the spirit and full of the spirit. I kind of think of it as like that, how much, like how strong is your relationship? How much are you being led by the spirit? How much have you been transformed? Like all of those things, being that, that full of the spirit is like turn the dial to 10. Mm. And it seems to be that those turn the dial to 10 moments often correlate with, then actually the human is a bit more of a vessel in the background Mm -hmm. and the spirit's agenda and work is like much more in the foreground, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just an interesting other, yeah. I I don't know. I kind of think of it as like when the union of like us, our person and God's person, Mm -hmm. you know, is at its utmost, Mm -hmm. like those are like those are the powerful moments mm-hmm. when like someone gets healed or yeah i mean there's all sorts of ways that power manifests yeah which we've run out of time to talk about today yeah that'll be another podcast you know just like but i think that's a thing for christians which you know we talked about on sunday um it's really clear when you read the book of acts like jesus's warning at the beginning it's like don't try it without the power mm. um so then if we're listening to the mission and God's like stirring a heart and we're mm-hmm. like, 
I, I care about this mm -hmm. mission, mm -hmm. then our next question should be like, how do I get the power? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, like later, later on in the book of Acts, you've got people who are like, I want that power. Like, can I, can I give you some money for it? Like, you know, yeah. people want the power. Yes. Wanting the power, but how to get the power. Yes. It's like there's a right way and a wrong way. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I know that'll be a good discussion. Yeah. But as a practical thing, so I, that's uh, that's the teaser of like everyone wants the answer to that question. How do which I we're not answering. How to get the power, which we're not answering today. But I will remind you 10 minutes ago, like that prayer of Paul, of like if you want God to send and mobilize the spirit more to be at work, that's something apparently your prayers affect. Mm. So maybe for this week, that's a good, like, read Ephesians Invitation. 1, read the prayer. There's also a prayer at the beginning of Colossians that's very similar. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and just, like, get quiet. Um, get some, like, space in your life where you can kind of pray. And maybe just, like, ask God... Um, you know, if, if something's stirring in you where you want more of the spirit, mm. that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So begin just like ask God, like, where's that come from? Mm. Like, what do I want more of the spirit for? Maybe yes. there's maybe there's something that God wants. God wants his spirit to do in your life mm -hmm. and being able to pray specifically for that. Mm -hmm. Like maybe something healed or transformed or empowered. Mm -hmm. yeah, it could be useful. Mm -hmm. And then just commit to like starting to pray for it. Mm -hmm. and real simple you're not having to convince god because jesus already said like the father and i want to send the spirit we want to do this work so you don't have to like twist god's arm but just ask him and use some of the language from those prayers in ephesians and colossians if you're like stuck for ideas allow those to get the juices flowing because that's like biblically mandated examples of mm -hmm. things when we pray that we might see the spirit do more of mm -hmm. in our lives mm -hmm. So be, yeah, if, if in any way, shape or form talking about the spirit, there's a little bit of yearning in you, mm -hmm. then just this week, go pray. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll catch you next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the House of Learning podcast. This podcast is produced by A Jesus Church College, based at Westside A Jesus Church in Portland, Oregon. AJC College trains and mobilizes the next generation of kingdom leaders through an accredited four-year degree in biblical studies with an emphasis on leadership and formation. We combine classroom learning with mentoring and ministry apprenticeship for a third of the cost of traditional college. To find out more, go to ajccollege.org or follow us on Instagram to find out if this is where God could be calling you to explore your calling. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share it with someone. And if you have a question you'd like us to chat about, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at ajccollege.org. If you can, send us a 20-second audio recording saying who you are and where you're from, along with your question, and we'd love to include it in a future episode.